0: Hey, it's Mark Harbert, and you've just tuned in to the Fearless Influencer Podcast. Get ready for turbocharged tips, and insider secrets from today's online rock stars. Strap in because this episode is about to take off. So obviously, email marketing uh, is something that I'm a real big proponent of. Uh, It is the one thing really in my business that has probably made uh, all the difference when it comes to uh, making money online. It is by far the biggest revenue producer in my, my business. And, uh, there are many people out there that talk about, you know, email marketing is dead. And, uh, you see ads sometimes and, you know, they're promoting something else and it's like, email is dead. Well, I assure you email is definitely not dead. Okay. It is definitely not dead. It is more alive today than it has ever been. And it's more crucial today than it's ever been. So let's dive into the first one. And this is something that uh, is very, very important, obviously, when you are doing email marketing. And the first tip is creating an effective headline, uh, which is essentially curiosity-based headlines or subject lines. And subject lines are probably the most important part uh, to get someone to really give that a you know that initial engagement now I want you to keep this in mind people are literally getting tons of email every single day okay they're getting emails every day they're 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 you know getting their inboxes are full um, I probably get a hundred or more emails every single day in my inbox uh, and quite frankly I've gotten rid of a lot you know the emails that I get are emails that I want to get. Uh, and I'm still always doing an audit. I'm always going through, I'm always cleaning it up, uh, and, you know, really, um, keeping it clean, so to speak. Um, I want to always make sure that I'm getting, you know, not getting distracted, but in order to stand out in a crowded inbox, you really have to have solid curiosity based headlines. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to be able to stir the curiosity in the mind of the person and we want to get them to open up that email. The only job that the headline or the subject line has is to get people to open that email. And what will happen is is there's a way to do this and you don't want your subject lines to be too long. You want them to be very, very, uh, you know, easy to read something that at a very quick glance, it creates that curiosity. And sometimes you can have a lot of fun with it too. You know, um, I had an email that I sent out last week and it was all about, you know, stop arguing on Facebook. Here's why essentially. And uh, it got really great response because not only did it create some curiosity, but it also tapped into one of the things that people see on Facebook every day. You know, there's always arguing going on. There's always like all kinds of stuff going on on facebook you know what's the what's the controversy today what's the you know what's what's everybody outraged about today and you know we see that kind of arguing going on on facebook quite a bit so being able to tap into that a little bit and uh uh you know use that as a subject line can really kind of open people's eyes and get them to to move on it so one of the ways that you can create these curiosity-based headlines is to tap into trends, you know trends that are going on, things that are you know really, uh, you know really out there where a lot of people are talking about it. You know, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, people were eating. There was this challenge going around where people were literally eating Tide Pods. You know those those little you know detergent things you put in the dishwasher. I think it was Tide Pods or you know or your laundry. That's what it was. The laundry. Those little pods or those packs. And so (laughs) there was this big, huge controversy about Tide Pods, you know, you could actually tie that into an email, you know, it could be a curiosity based headline. Here's why you should not eat, uh, you know, Tide Pods, you know, something goofy like that. And then you can tie that into the subject that you want to talk about, whatever it is. Um, so there's many ways that you can do it, but tying into trends is a big, big way To create engagement. But just remember this there's only one job of the the subject line, and that is to get people to open the email. So you really want to perfect the ability to write a good subject line that creates curiosity, that gets people to go, oh, you know what? I got to know more. And uh, so it's very, very powerful. Now, one of the words that uh, you'll find is very, very powerful in a subject line is the word this. Okay. T-H-I-S. It's a very powerful word. Um, and let me give an example. I can't believe this happened on Facebook. I can't believe this happened to me over the weekend. You see what I mean? This, that word is very powerful when it comes to creating curiosity. Um, I was, I was gone last week and here's what happened. This happened. Uh, I drove my car, got in an accident and this happened or something like that. So you want to be able to create that curiosity where people go, Oh man, I got to know what's going on. And so very, very good. Um, I will tell you one of the best places, and I shudder to say this because I I've, I've shared it in the past, but one of the best places to find out structure ideas for subject lines, unfortunately is the news. The news are masters at creating curiosity for, to get people to click on their articles on their websites. So if you really want to learn how to write a good subject line, go and check out some news sites. Okay. I'm not saying get wrapped up in it. You probably want to stay away from it as much as possible, but unfortunately they're really good. And I'm telling you these news sites, they test, they test headlines. They test all this stuff. What they do is if they will put out an article and if they're not getting enough clicks on it, they'll switch the headline to try and create more curiosity. And so they are split testing headlines like crazy. So you definitely want to uh, give that a try. Now, you know, again, don't get wrapped up in the news, but find some um, big news sites and kind of get some ideas on structures of things. Okay. So, so, Curiosity-based headlines, by far one of the biggest things you want to master when it comes to getting engagement on your email list, okay? So the next tip that I want to give you is to tell stories in your emails. So, uh, you know, in in the first one, I talked about tapping into trends, right? And but again, for telling stories, you can tap into trends for that as well. Telling a story in an email is very, very powerful. Okay. Um, bringing a story and then bringing it back around to what it is that you're promoting can really have a huge effect, especially if you become really good at telling stories. And so when I say tell stories, you can tap into trends and find like, you know, big stories that are happening right now. And you could take that story and talk about how it relates to something that you're promoting. Okay. So telling stories is a very, very effective way to do that. Tapping into your own stories, you know, the things that you felt, the things that you felt when you were going through a certain situation, you know, the effect that it had on you emotionally, you know, you can really, really tap into that and be authentic at the same way. You know, I'm not saying tell stories and be fake about it, but be authentic about it, share these stories. And the more you do that, People can really relate to that. And that's what gets people to really engage in an email. Okay. And so really think about your past, you know, things that have gone on in your past. Um, I've heard, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Dave Sharp, he talks about turning your mess into a message. You know, Dave is very vocal about his story. And uh, he talks about how he's a recovering drug addict, you know, how he was hooked on, you know some pretty bad stuff for a long time, but he uses that as part of his story to tell people and talk to people about what it is that he's promoting. You know, so you can take your past story and make it very, very powerful uh, that people want to tie into it. Why? Because, look, people like to be able to relate. If you haven't noticed, we live in a very, I hate to say it, sensationalistic society. And I'm not suggesting that you go out and be you know, sensationalist, uh, just to be sensationalist, but people really tie into when they have a, like emotional connection with what it is that you're talking about, they're going to really feel connected to you. And that is really what we, we want. You know, we want people to have that connection to us. And if we can share authentic stories of things that have happened to us, of things that have happened to others, then people can relate to that and they'll be more apt to engage with an email or read an email. So first we have the subject line. The subject line's goal, the subject line's goal is to get people to open that email. Next, the body copy is all designed to do one thing and get people to read the email and qualify the click, okay? So what that means is if you're sending people to a website, your goal is to qualify that click and get people to click through to your website or whatever. Now you can send emails that don't include a link to a website. You can send emails strictly for the idea of building relationship or, uh, you know, connecting with the reader. That is certainly one of the things that you can do when it comes to sending out emails. Every single email doesn't have to have a link. Just want to reiterate that doesn't have to have it. So think about it. Think about the purpose of it. And, uh, you know, that can really help you when doing your planning. So let's dive into the point number three. And this is very important as well. And I want to preface this by giving you a little bit of an idea about email. Okay, now, email is traditionally a one way communication in a sense. Okay, it's where, say, you build a list of 100 people. You send out an email to those hundred people and it is designed to get them to open, get them to read, get them to click. That's what you want. Okay. However, what I have found over the years that has really helped me is taking my emails and using them to also create two way communication. All right. And what I mean by that is turn your email list into a communication tool to also engage people back and forth. So there are times where I will send out an email and I don't have a link, and the only call to action that I have is reply to this email and let me know, okay? And that is the one of the things that really increase engagement on the email list. There are times I have done that, and no joke, I've had hundreds and hundreds of replies. And I literally spend a couple hours going through and replying to these emails. And so, you know, it's a very powerful thing. But the cool thing about it is, is that you're getting engagement. Now, what's really great about this is that when you create an email list that is more like a two-way communication rather than a one-way where you're just speaking at people, but you also want to give people the opportunity to reply back and share. What it is, is it's creating a back and forth with email providers. And actually, Google, specifically Gmail, likes to see this. They like to see back and forth, okay? Because that shows that, hey, this isn't a spam, a spammer. And what it does is it shows, hey, there's back and forth here. That's what they wanna see. So that is a great way to really get some great engagement going with your email list. So not just always promoting things, promoting things, promoting things, but also using it as a way to go back and forth. So instead of just sending out a blog post sometimes, maybe one of the best ways is to write, uh, uh, you know, write your list and have them reply back to you if they want to get access to your blog post or they want to get access to maybe a free training or a free resource that you have for them. And so this is a great way to do it. So rather than just sending it out next time, say you have a free PDF you want to give away. Hey, Tom, you know, um, you know, you can send in the email. I'm so excited. I just uh, uh, finished creating a new PDF resource and uh, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be awesome. If you want access, just do me a favor, reply back to uh, let me know that you want it and I'll email it back to you. And boy, you'd be surprised how many emails you'll get back. And um, one of the uh, things that I work into a lot of my email campaigns is, um, and there's two reasons that I do this, but when people opt in to get like a lead magnet of mine, where maybe I've created a free resource for them, uh, when they get the email that you know delivers it to them, one of the things that I ask them to do is, please reply back and let me know that you got access to it okay, that you were able to download it. Because I want to make sure that I held up my end of the bargain. You know, because here's the thing. Technology is buggy. We know that. Like, it, sometimes it works. And when it works, it works great. But sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes people will opt in and they don't get access to it. Or something doesn't work. Or they click on a link and it's not working for them. I want them to feel free to email me back. To let me know. And so I have that call to action when I do that. And I get a lot of replies, a lot, because that's what I want. But the cool thing is it serves a secondary unintended purpose, so to speak. in the fact that I get that two-way communication going again. And again, Gmail and other providers like to see that back and forth. And that helps with what we call deliverability. So that makes sure that when you're sending emails, it gets into the inbox You know, one of the big things is when you send an email, it goes into the promotions folder of Gmail. Well, we really want it to be in the um, inbox and that's really the goal. So two-way communication really helps with that. Okay. So look at your email list as more of a two-way communication and not just a singular way to communicate, you know, where you're just pitching all the time. Okay. So let's review the three, just so we know. Number one, we want to create curiosity-based headlines. Become a master of the subject line. You know, research, find other places that are masters at getting people to click. Unfortunately, I think one of the best examples is news sites. So you want to check that out. Maybe create a little, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, swipe file or, or an Excel spreadsheet or a doc or something and copy some of the biggest headlines that get you to uh, click through. OK, and you can, you know, add these up and cr- and, and save this so that, uh, you know, so that you can go back and look at it later and use the structure of it. And that's the cool thing about it. OK, so next we want to learn to tell stories, learn to tap into trends and current events that you can tie in and talk about uh, that will jar people. OK, things that you can uh, talk about that you can relate back to what it is that you're promoting. Okay. So learning to tell stories is very important. And then of course, number three, create a two-way communication with your email. It's not just one. Uh, it is a two-way. You want people to feel freely to be able to email you back. And every day you want to make sure anytime you get those, you do your best to try to reply. I probably reply to anywhere between 90 to hundred percent of my emails. I don't always get back uh, unfortunately, sometimes it just, you know, things fall through the cracks, but for the most part, 90% of the time, um, I'm replying back, even if it's sort of a quick, a quick, you know, emoji or a thumbs up or something like that. Uh, I'll always reply back. I try not to get too long winded with my emails either. I want to keep them short, quick, and to the point. So that leads me to a bonus point. Okay. That I just thought of, as I said that, So a lot of people will ask, how long should my email be? And uh, I will tell you that I think the optimal length for an email is somewhere between 200 and 300 words. No more, okay? If you go longer than that, I will tell you, I get emails from people where the email is super long. I almost never, ever read them. I just don't. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I'll open that email and I'll see how long it is. And I'm just like, nah. Nope. Unless it just grabs me, you know, unless it really, really grabs my attention and, you know, grabs me into something that I'm really interested in, then I will. But however, I don't typically sit and read long emails. So you want to learn. And the more you write emails, the better you'll get. And um, it'll help you with everything. Social media posts, writing blog posts, uh, just in everywhere in your marketing. It'll really help you uh, to be more effective when you can really you know, write effective headlines and emails and, and, uh, stories. All right. So that is what I wanted to share with you. I hope you got some value from that. You've been listening to the fearless influencer podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a positive review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. If you want more tips, tricks, and strategies to help you become a fearless influencer, be sure to visit my blog at markharbert.com and let's be sure to connect. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.